Welcome into the Autzen Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prame, Eric Scopel on here as always. It's an emergency podcast. Uh, Tyler Shuck, Oregon's starting quarterback, sophomore, started all seven games for the Oregon Ducks, said after the Fiesta Bowl he was not going to leave the program. Uh, he is going to actually leave the program. He has announced he will be transferring from the Ducks. Uh, he left out a long, lengthy note on Twitter announcing the move, thanked a lot of people in the process. And for the second straight year now, Eric, the Oregon Ducks go into an offseason where there is definitively going to be a quarterback battle and there's going to be a new name leading the Oregon offense into 2021. Yeah, we, we knew there would be competition. But I think both of us had said, and I had done my predicting the depth chart going into a 2021 season, that we gave Tyler Shuck kind of the not, – not like a – he's the odds-on favor. Like he had the slight edge. Not that it was like real lopsided. But not that right. we thought Shuck was like 95%. It was probably like maybe maybe 50% and you could add up the other players' percentages to get to the other 100 or the other 50 to get to 100, I should say. But like I, I really was not – expecting him to leave before spring camp started. Um, I think that's the part that was a little bit surprising of, hey, the camp starts in probably about a month from today, uh, somewhat, I would think, something like that. Last year, I think it started on March 9th. So about a month from now, they're going to start spring camp. I was a little surprised, a little bit, a little surprised to see him announce this. I know he played very poorly down the stretch. I know he has to have been frustrated for a multitude of reasons for the way his first season as a starting quarterback played out. And we know the expectations around him are very, very high. I mean, there's still, as, as I, we, we talk, there, I was looking on Twitter at some of the responses. Somebody points out that, like, Walter Football has him as the, the number one overall draft pick in the 2022 NFL draft or something like that. I mean, there, there were expectations around him. And obviously, anybody who's followed him closely would say that was probably very unlikely to happen based upon what he did in 2020 but like with all that said there was a lot of a lot of understanding like he could be a big time player and I think when he when Herbert left about a year ago it was okay this is time for Tyler Shuck and I think it's pretty stunning that he is not a part of the program a year later and that decision is based upon performance and what happened on the field in 2020 like if you again if you were to rewind back to February 12th 2020 and asked me who's going to be the starting quarterback in 2021 I'd say Tyler Shuck and if you were to say he's not even going to be on the team anymore I would be completely floored and probably figure that the team was just awful in 2020 and he was awful in 2020 and the reality was he had some ups he had some downs but it wasn't so bad that I thought that this was like a foregone conclusion he was going to leave I'll put it that way you wouldn't shock me if if you said Tyler Shuck would transfer yeah. That doesn't that doesn't surprise me. If you told me Tyler Shuck was going to transfer before spring football, like you said, that blows me away. Because like you just said, we both feel like this was the guy that was probably the odds-on favorite to win the job uh, or to keep the job, I should say, going into the 2021 football season. But we both also said it also it comes with the caveat that we probably would see another quarterback play a little bit. And if things go south pretty quickly early on in the year, and remember, Ohio State is on the schedule week two on the road. 
if things go south quickly, it wouldn't have surprised me. And I think I can speak for you. It probably wouldn't have surprised you either if there was a QB change in the middle of the year. Um, so maybe this is Tyler coming forward and, and we don't want to speculate too much, but this is maybe him coming forward and realizing, Hey, I'm in Rocky footing right now, as it is going into spring football. I, maybe it's just best for me of, of how things transpired at the end of the year last year. I want a fresh start, find a place that, that I know I've got a lot of stability at and, and go from there. Um, maybe that's how it played out. I don't know. I, we're both surprised that he decided not to go through spring ball. Um, but now it creates a ripple effect. Is Anthony Brown now the perceived favorite to win the job? I, Eric, part of me says, I don't know. I, I truly don't think we saw enough of Anthony Brown in 2020 to really have a, a firm grip on that kind of a decision because he's not running the same stuff he's running at Boston college. And he was, between average and decent at, at Boston College. It's not like he was this lights-out quarterback uh, for, for the BC uh, Eagles either. I, I lean toward probably being Brown just from an experience perspective. No one else on the roster has played a down, and most of the guys have hardly practiced. Um, Ty Thompson just got on campus in January. Jay Butterfield, Robbie Ashford have been on campus for about a year went through, I think, Butterfield went through spring, Ashford didn't. They were both obviously here with the team through fall. So, like, I would say, like, I, you know, and I think this to me does open the door a little bit more to the notion that maybe a Ty Thompson is just this kind of guy and makes kind of interesting the – I kind of think a little bit more interesting the comments he gave last week – that Cristobal gave last week when I asked about Thompson as being a possible – candidate to win the starting job or he didn't like dismiss it at all and say, well, he's a true freshman. He's kind of, I mean, he was pretty high in his praise for Ty Thompson. So now I, I kind of go like, yeah, like Brown has to be just from an experience perspective, probably the guy you see running with the ones when we start spring ball in about a month. Like I would be stunned if that's not the case, but I'm really now opening up more to the possibility of like, maybe they really just think Ty Thompson is this kind of a special talent and that they are, feeling better and better about the possibility of just rolling with him. Um, and with going, giving the true freshman a shot, because I, I mean, I'm, I think we're in, we're in partial agreement here with Anthony Brown. Like we just don't know enough yet. And that's, you know, we don't know enough about any of these guys is the thing. I mean, these guys just collectively have probably had 60 total snaps at quarterback at Oregon. Maybe, maybe not even that many, maybe 40. I'm trying to think how many we think Brown had. Maybe Brown had 10 or 15 against USC and maybe maybe 30 against Iowa State. So maybe it's closer to 50, but it's not very many. And so the sample size is really small for this whole group. And the fact that three of them are true freshman quarterbacks, it is a really unique situation for Oregon to be in of it's either going to be Anthony Brown is a bridge player for a year and then you hand it off to the best of these true freshmen the following year we probably think ty thompson or it's going to literally be one of these true freshmen is going to be the team's starting quarterback and that proposition that second part i think is kind of like that's scary right when you look at a team that has a lot of talent a lot of guys entering years that they could go pro after and you think you just would hate to have a season kind of washed out because it's a year where your quarterback play is not quite good enough because you're working towards something bigger picture which is fine 
But, like, do you want 2020 to kind of be a season where maybe you win seven to eight to nine games where you could have won more with a little better quarterback play, but at least it was a season where Ty Thompson played the entire season, took a ton of snaps and got better and better, and it vaults you into 2022. My only concern there is I think you're losing some really key core building block players after 2021 with guys like Thibodeau, guys like Mikhail Wright, offensively the receivers you lose, the running backs you lose, some of the offensive linemen you might lose. Like, I just think – to me, I almost prefer to have a little bit more veteran guy out there than working through a true freshman quarterback who has no experience. Okay, Anthony Lynn, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> very, very well put. And, of course, we all think Anthony Lynn is kind of a bozo for those comments. So maybe, maybe I'm in the same category. Does this change our perspective of Oregon being the favorite in 2021 to win the Pac-12? I don't think it does. I still think they should be – their perceived favorite to win a third straight Pac-12 championship because of all the things that you just ran through. They, they're going to have an offensive line that everyone is back and they're adding more pieces into the mix. They should be better. They have a healthy C.J. Verdell. You knock on wood there. I'm doing that. Travis Dye is back again for another season. We saw what he could do. Uh, Sean Dollars is going to be elevated into that third man, the rotation at that running back spot. You're receiving – core is pretty loaded and and from where it was a couple years ago it's come night and day johnny johnson jalen red are both back for their super senior years micah Pittman and devin williams will be juniors both those guys have big play potential uh and then you're adding into the mix three elite receivers at the high school level uh two of them borderline five-star type guys troy franklin dante thornton um, to, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if both of them are starting. I, and I haven't even mentioned, you know, Chris Hudson and Josh Delgado are two other receivers that have seen significant playing time over the last two years. Hudson was a freshman this past season, so he's not, you know, he, his is just one. But I look at this offense and think there's so many other pieces around it that the quarterback just needs to be solid. He doesn't need to be Justin Herbert. He doesn't need to be – Verdon Adams. He doesn't need to be um, a superstar quarterback. He, I don't want to use the term game manager because he needs, you need more than that. But, right. but you can win games with your quarterback, with the Oregon offense that they have, if all you get out of him is a B-plus every game. You get a B-plus performance from the quarterback spot with what Oregon has in 2021. I truly think that's a good enough – production level where your team could go 10 and 2 11 and 1 in the regular season and that's the argument I guess for going with maybe a veteran guy for going Anthony Brown whose ceiling is lower but whose floor is much higher than one of these true freshmen um is if, if you think that that's the case and that this Oregon has enough talent at receiver at on the defensive side in the run game which I think really you know quarterback play is crucial but getting and we talked about this in past podcasts getting the run game back to at least some level of competency where that's a threat every game will also make things different. So maybe, and, and so like, I, yeah, maybe, maybe this is the perfect year to have just uh, an Anthony Brown is your starter to start the season. And you give Tyler Shuck some time or not Tyler Shuck. Look at me. He's not on the team anymore. He will not be a part of this quarterback conversation anymore, but you have Ty Thompson some time to kind of develop, not forced in there to play Ohio state. Like he said, second game of the season. And maybe he elevates his game and, and we see a bit of a Dakota Prukop 
Justin Herbert kind of situation here where you have Brown as the older graduate transfer quarterback and you have the highly regarded true freshman come up and maybe that's just a natural transition and, and, and that takes place midway through the season and you're good to go. Or maybe it's a thing where Anthony Brown, like you said, can be that steadying force and be consistent, can help you win games and you just roll with him all season and you say, hey, it was a really good season. We made the most of it. And now we've got a full quarterback competition going into the spring of 2022 with a group of quarterbacks that include, a, you know, a couple of really highly regarded young guys and Ty Thompson and Jay Butterfield and Robbie Ashford. Um, and you feel really good about the direction of it going into 2022. But the thing that's kind of crazy here is we've now created a situation where Oregon's going to have in possible in theory, a different quarterback in 2019 would be Justin Herbert in 2020 and Tyler Shuck in 2021 and Anthony Brown in 2022 um, and Ty Thompson slash whoever it could be from a position continuity perspective, that is not ideal at all. Um, but it also doesn't have to be a really, really bad thing. As long as Anthony Brown is good enough in 2021, if he is the full-time quarterback um, to kind of carry some momentum to kind of, again, be that bridge, bridge the gap player that sets up Ty Thompson to be, to get a little bit more um, experience before he's thrust into it. So it's going to be, I think, I think, you know, regard, you know, we talked about how exciting this spring quarterback competition was going to be. I don't think it lost its luster in this at all. I mean, with, with Chuck leaving, it, it, would it have been more interest, more intriguing to have, you know, to have had the incumbent starter back as well? Sure. But you are still in a situation here where you've got some pretty interesting storylines where you've got the, the grad transfer who hasn't really proven himself is probably the favorite early in camp. And then a bunch of young guys who we think the ceiling is really, really high for, but we don't know where the floor is at right now. I'm leaning towards Ty Thompson being the starting quarterback. I could see but, it. Like that's kind of where I'm leaning towards. Um, but I also think we're overlooking Jay Butterfield here a little bit like two years ago in the recruiting cycle duck fans are just falling all over themselves for Jay Butterfield because he was the second best quarterback on the west coast and was the only the only guy ahead of him was DJU who was like a generational type talent sure like are we sleeping on Butterfield's chances here I don't think I, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit. Like I, I, he's, it's interesting that um, when I did ask Mario uh, about Ty Thompson, he did point to the fact that Jay Butterfield and Robbie Ashford had really, you know, had worked really hard and improved quite a bit during the off season and, and kind of spoken terms that were like, don't forget about these guys. These guys are, are at least need to be noted in any quarterback competition. I think he's very well aware of the fact that any quarterback conversation to be had about Oregon is going to center around the two veteran guys who played in 2020 and then Ty Thompson. He knows that's going to be the narrative just because that's how this works. Thompson's the shiny new toy, the five-star recruit on some services. We have him as a high four-star. The other two guys played a fair amount last year, so those are going to be names brought up. I did find it interesting that Jay Butterfield was – and Robbie Ashford – that he made the effort to communicate that those guys are also going to be involved in this quarterback competition he could have very easily just focused on the three players but I think he made that effort in part to at least communicate that these guys have to be considered because if he neglects to communicate those guys involvement 
then those guys kind of feel a little bit short-sighted and like they're not involved in it. So I think very clearly those guys are going to be at least in the conversation, in the running. There's going to be four scholarship quarterbacks on campus. All of them are going to have a chance. Butterfield, to me, would be that kind of wild card of maybe he's a little bit of the best of both worlds here of he is a young quarterback with tons of upside. You ran through kind of the caliber recruit he was, who was on, you know, who was in his class out West. It's a big time, big time talent. Maybe. And, and then he does have a little bit of a leg up on experience on Ty Thompson. It's one year. He didn't play in a single game. You can say all of that, but sometimes that stuff matters. Sometimes that stuff does matter. And we've seen players really make strides after just one season in the program. I mean, Marcus Mariota didn't start as a true freshman. He redshirted and then he really took off. And of course it's, logical for why he wasn't starting as a true freshman considering they were competing for championships with Darren Thomas but I I do look at it and think maybe Butterfield's a name that we need to spend a little more time talking about and thinking about big kid strong arm um, really great frame needed to add some weight pretty clearly he was like 6'6 205 210 when he came in but if he can get his body right he has that kind of that ability I think to be a difference maker and maybe that does need to be a player who we spend a little bit more time examining what he can be because for a while we had talked about it being a three horse race with Brown, Shuck, Thompson. Now maybe it needs to be a three horse race, three horse race with Thompson, Brown and Butterfield. Certainly going to be interesting. Nonetheless. Um, I do think this changes probably Oregon's preseason ranking. I think there was probably a good chance maybe not a good chance. Let me walk that back here a second. I think there was a decent chance they were going to be a top 10 team to start the year. I don't think that happens now. Um, I I think they're probably going to be now somewhere in the top 15 range. Does that feel right to you? Yeah, I think it's probably similar. Yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in that range. And that, that probably is fair, right? Like without, without a clear idea of what they have at quarterback. I mean, it'd be crazy to put them top 10, I think. And then is this a team where they can be like, I, I think going into 2020, the idea and the mantra within, at least from my perspective, I think probably yours and a lot of people out there was 2020 is going to be the buildup for a 2021 season in which Oregon is a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they, they, they'll have a returning quarterback They'll have a loaded offense. They'll have a defense that'll be a little bit older and develop, better developed. And everything just kind of aligns itself for a talent perspective, a schedule perspective to get to that college football playoff. Um, I still kind of felt like even after the Fiesta Bowl, I still kind of felt like playoffs were still on the table. Maybe not likely, but they were still there. They were like that dish that you needed to maybe step up a little bit out of your chair to reach out and grab, but they were still within reach. Um, now, I don't know. What, what, yeah. what's a, what, what is the expectation in, in your eyes you feel like for the quarterback spot in the season in 2021 now with what we have? Like what, what is a fair expectation to demand of this team in this position? Well, I think the expectations, unfortunately, kind of has to stay the same just because that's where the program is headed into to change. I mean, and in part because 
Chuck's departure, I, you know, I don't want to be overly critical of the staff. We don't know everything that went on behind the scenes, but like they, they played some role in, in his decision to leave, I think probably. Right. I mean, like yeah. the way things were handled on the stretch, you probably didn't like. And so I don't think it's fair to totally change and alter expectations for where they're supposed to go. Um, I still think it's not unreasonable to think that they can win the conference and win the division at the very least. I, mean, I look, I look around and don't see any teams that they faced and thought, man, they were completely outmanned in Pac-12 play. I know they lost to two Pac-12 North teams, both in very, very close games, both in games where, heck, heck, the quarterback play wasn't very good. Maybe the quarterback play is, is better in 2021. But if it's not, then – I mean, don't you think this season – I'm having a hard time kind of wrapping my head around a little bit about, like, what this quarterback position could look like. But I really feel like the this season, unlike – previous seasons it feels like the range of success is pretty broad like I I could see them maybe one of these quarterbacks maybe Ty Thompson is immediately great and he's just undoubtedly the best true freshman quarterback Oregon's had in a long time better than Justin Herbert and he's amazing and he starts early enough in Pac-12 play that he and he gets a rhythm that he becomes the Pac-12 offensive freshman of the year they run through conference play they don't make the playoff because they're probably going to lose to Ohio State. Maybe they stumble in another early conference game because he's a true freshman. But but it's, boy, man, that was really exciting. They won the conference. Here we go. Thompson's going to be the real deal. 2022 is going to be really the push to make a run because we've got this incredibly great quarterback. He's young. He's exciting. He checks all the boxes. The talent around him is getting better and better. Or – I could see it being a thing where quarterback plays just not good again and they shuffle between quarterbacks and even Thompson, who's highly regarded, has some real sour moments and the team ends up winning seven games and, you know, maybe they go eight and five or seven and six and you enter the 2022 offseason going like, we think they should be good. They've got good talent, but we still don't know what's happening at quarterback. And I think that's the thing that makes this also. I think a little bit frustrating is that we thought 2020 was going to be the year where we figured out who the quarterback after Justin Herbert would be. And the fact that here we are on February 12th and we have no concept of really like the long term of this position group. We think it's Ty Thompson, but the kid hasn't had a single full time practice yet. He hasn't had a game rep. Like, I think that's a little bit concerning. Like, if you just want to be objective about this, I think you would, you would much prefer to be in a spot where you knew who your long-term quarterback was going to be rather than the one Oregon's at right now where you feel like, hey, Brown can maybe be a bridge guy and then it's Thompson or maybe Thompson's just the guy right away, but we don't have any guarantee, any certainty of what all this looks like. It's certainly going to be an interesting spring. It's certainly going to be one in which I think the storylines multiply now from what it was. It, it To me, it felt like, hey, this was probably Tyler Shuck's job to lose how do they maybe sprinkle in Anthony Brown slash Ty Thompson into the mix to now is it Anthony Brown's job? You know, he did play a little bit more towards the end of the year. Um, They did give him a bulk of the reps in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I believe all of the second quarter, most of the third quarter and a good chunk of the fourth. Um, Did they get enough out of that game to make a decision where they felt pretty confident? He did come back and say, he was returning. Um, you know, he doesn't come back if if he didn't think that that he would have a legitimate chance at winning the quarterback battle. Um, it just wouldn't make sense for him to do that. And yet, it seemed a little 
odd at the time, but now we know that Tyler Shuck's out. Brown's probably the number one going into spring ball. It would it would sh- surprise me, Eric, if he is not the quarterback to take the first team rep uh, in the first rep during spring football. But Ty Thompson, he's already on campus. He will be going through spring football as well. Jay Butterfield, Robbie Ashford. Um, we should also note that this kind of cleans up uh, we'll end it here. That it kind of cleans up the the log jam they had at the quarterback spot. That's Obviously, true. you didn't want your quarterback, your starting quarterback, to, to transfer. But you had Kale Millen. You also had Tyler Shuck on this roster about two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, and you looked at this and said, okay, at, at the quarterback position, you had you had Ty, yeah, and Anthony Brown, who was a super senior. You had uh, Tyler Shuck, who was a super sophomore, super freshman, Jay Butterfield. Robbie Ashford, uh, I believe Kale Millen was also a super sophomore. And then Ty Thompson. He's like a double super, double super fresh, freshman. Yeah, double super fresh. <laughs> sounds like a, it sounds, sounds like, like an order from a fast food joint. I was going to say, uh, it, sounds like a, it sounds like a Mountain Dew flavor. And then you had a freshman. You had six guys, and that's way too much. You knew transfers were going to happen. Kale Millen's was not a surprise. Um, that one made a lot of t- sense for him. A lot of made sense – for Oregon, for, from their perspective, to have him transfer out of the program. Now it gets a little bit better uh, of an understanding. Maybe Anthony Brown is the starter in 2021. He graduates. And then you've got Jay Butterfield, you've got Robbie Ashford, and Ty Thompson all duking it out uh, in 2022 for the full-time gig. Or one of these guys behind Anthony Brown wins the job in 2021 and – quarterback recruiting in the, in the class of 2022 becomes uber important. It's going to be really fast. It's a fascinating year for the position. It was already fascinating in 2020. I think 2021 is even more interesting. And then depending on what happens in 2021, 2022 could be another year where, where you just have a lot, a lot to unpack at this position group. And this is what happens when you are playing at this high level and you are bringing in highly regarded, highly talented players. You're going to have, some turnover because there are going to be players pushing to play. Um, I just think the timing of this is really interesting and and it's going to be fascinating, I think, through spring to see what this looks like and how quickly can one of these younger guys push Anthony Brown for first team reps. To me, I think the thing I'm going to be watching through spring and we're going to be posting as much as we can, as much as we can hear, and it's going to be tough to really be able to – I don't think we're going to get to watch practice, so it's going to be tough to be able to really know exactly what the reps look like. But if we hear – but we get the idea that Ty Thompson or one of these true freshman quarterbacks are pushing Anthony Brown for first team reps by the end of spring practice, things get really, really interesting. But if we get through spring and it's been Anthony Brown is kind of the top dog without a whole lot of, I guess, re- response from these younger guys, resistance maybe is the better word. Right. I think you enter the off season and you enter the fall feeling fairly confident that it's going to be the veteran guy, at least starting the season opener, at least starting the season opener. It's going to do it for us here on this emergency edition of the Ots Nautilus podcast. Eric and I will have more stuff. Kevin already has updated the scholarship count. You can see how that impacts things Uh, from a long-term perspective. This actually helps Oregon from a scholarship management perspective. Wipe away all the, all you want about on-field production and all of that and the importance of winning games, that this hurts. Nonetheless, that, this hurts. Uh, but from just pure roster management, this actually helps Oregon down the road 
uh, because scholarships are going to become pretty uh, thin and hard to get by. And uh, you can go and see how and why and where the scholarship chart sits now for the Ducks. Kevin's already got that up. Uh, Eric and I will have more on DuckTerritory.com in the coming, coming hours, days of the fallout from Tyler Shuck's decision to transfer out of the Oregon football program. So you've been listening to the Odson Audible's podcast. Talk to you later, folks.